Welcome back to an all new, all different aim for the bushes. I'm your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And with me today are two special podcast people. We have Kira and Alex. Say hello, people. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I'm back. You and are I'm back. worse than ever. And Kira is back after a long oh, while. Yeah. It's been, it's been like a year. It's been years. like a year, yeah. But glad to have you back. Glad to have both you back, even though Alex wants to destroy me today. <laughs> you chose the wrong topic, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of topic, if you did not read the, the episode title or description, we're talking about Christmas movies today. We're talking about what makes a Christmas movie just that, a Christmas movie. Uh, and this kind of comes from me reading, uh, over the past couple of years, how Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I'm like, that I can't, I can't get on board with that one, but, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Just before we do first, our non-legal legal disclaimer, which is simply that our opinion, oh, ugh, our opinions expressed here today are just that our opinions. So you can agree with us or you can disagree with us. We're not saying that we are the ultimate source of truth or that only our views are the, cur- are the correct views. Unless you're asking about Green Day, then Unless. it's my view that matters. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Big Green Day fan? Hate to, hate to break it to y'all. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> That's cool. No, I'm a, I'm a Green Day fan, too. I don't know if I'd go that far. I'm, 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 uh, I'm happy for your commitment to Green Day. Thank you. All right, so with that out of the way, let's uh, kind of get into it. So, yeah, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie, right? So for me, uh, it's got to like center around Christmas. Christmas has to be part of like the focus of it. So not only does it have to like have the Christmas element, it also has to focus on like the theme of family and realizing that material goods are not the end all be all thing in the world. So usually it, it, it's going to come down to the, the main character or people, a couple of characters realizing what's important to them or the people in their lives and not like material gains or material goods or may not be presents if it's more kid centric. Those to me like are elements that like encompass a Christmas movie. So you can have a film or a movie set during Christmas or at Christmas But if it doesn't really focus on those things, it's not really a Christmas movie. It could be some kind of subset of Christmas films, if you want to think of it like that. So when you get into like Christmas horror, like, uh, I don't know, was it like Krampus? Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, there's like Santa Claus, I think. But Claus is like spelled like like Claus. So those kind of films are Black Christmas or I don't know, some some of those ones like that's like a different like horror kind of take on on Christmas. But like a Christmas movie got it's got it's got to talk about the holiday itself. It's got to be, you know, people doing stuff around the holiday. They got to love their family and they got to realize that material goods are not the be all end all. That's the so for me, that's that that's what a Christmas movie is. Hmm. So I'd say you, I, Alex. I'm willing to I'm willing to grant some of these things to you. OK, uh, at least at least in the way that like, I don't know, um, you're first off, you think you're being very uh, optimistic about the spirit of Christmas. Okay. You're not a cynic as <laughs> some people are who see it as a soulless cash grab. 
for capitalism. But that's the, that's the point where they got to realize <laughs> that so sorry. their family is more important than material goods. No, no, and I get that, and I get that. I think I think in terms of like family, I think your 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 ideas of like family and the the sphere of that mm-hmm. definitely kind of go into Christmas movies. I think the latter part is just like not every Christmas movie is like that. We have so like there are so many Christmas movies that come out like Hallmark Christmas movies every year that center more on like romance, right? Like mm-hmm. every single one of those Vanessa Hudgens uh, <laughs> <Yes>. likes with <laughs> her and fair, some I've British never, guy. I've never seen any of those. So. Oh, I've seen them and they, they still hit. They hit hard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not technically about family, but still Christmas movies or oh. marketed as Christmas movies. Okay, but in those movies, right? Okay, maybe it's a Christmas rom-com, which again, you yeah. can maybe classify as like a subgenre of um, Christmas films. Uh, but mm. In those movies, if it's Vanessa Hudgens or someone else who is in like those million Hallmark movies that come out every year, when they meet the guy that they're looking for, though, it's like, is that what they realize that's like more important about the holidays is being close to someone? It's yeah, it's more like realization that like family above all is like, you know, it's kind of like it's just like wholesome vibes. Like it's like drinking a mug of hot tea and then your stomach gets really warm like that's how you should feel after a christmas movie and like those kind of movies the whole like purpose is like because christmas is unlike any you know big holiday kind of is when people like gather Mm -hmm. right like you 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 come together with like your family members that you don't see for like the rest of the year or like people that you might not like want to (laughs) see yeah you have to like come together and like be okay with like each other's existence because you're in the same household so I feel like those, it's either like you realize like Santa does exist and like there is Christmas magic or you like realize that you actually like like your family enough to to like coexist. And yeah. that's like, that's the two like spectrum ends of Christmas films. But you have to feel warm after you watch it. That's actually, I think, an important distinction. Like if you feel sad at the end of the movie, because mm-hmm. there are plenty of Christmas movies that make you feel sad in the middles of the movies. Yeah. Uh, or like I don't know, like uh, Polar Express. You feel sad watching that. It's quite yeah. like it's like dark. <laughs> I mean, just for the animation alone, right? Oh, the animation <laughs> is scary. Oh my god, the animation is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No hate for the Polar Express. We're just putting it out there. <laughs> These are facts, folks. <laughs> but like I don't know. I think of like um, what's it called? Like a Christmas Carol and uh, It's a Wonderful Life, right? Both have like trauma in the middle of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the end, things get better. So I think that is a def- yeah. You're absolutely right about that, Kira. That's definitely a, a hallmark of Christmas film. Yeah. Hmm. Good pun in the hallmark. <laughs> so that's a good, I think, like base to go from because we can like go in different directions with Christmas movies because. Uh, I guess uh, maybe you should have started with this, but there's no like definite right answer to this because uh, it, I get it depends really what you're looking for, what you want out of a Christmas movie. But I still think what we just kind of talked about is the general like cadre that film mm-hmm. should fall into to be considered like a Christmas film. So when you think of something like Die Hard, I don't know if you guys took a look at the links that I had sent you, which I'll also include in the show notes for anyone uh, who is listening. That kind of talk about this issue when when we look at die hard i'm like yes there's elements of family in there because john mcclain's character is like you know having issues with his wife but mm-hmm. the whole realization of like family and that whole fam family connection thing i think 
kind of comes from the fact that your significant other was just in a hostage situation more right. so than the fact that it's because you came to this realization through the magic of Christmas or, you know, something along those kind of lines. Like, I think if you took Die Hard and you put it at any other time of the year, you could still come to that conclusion about how important family is after you've come out of like a near death experience. I mean, what's the difference in that case between that and like a, a quote unquote normal Christmas film where like a character goes to see their dysfunctional family again? Yeah. And they realize they, they go through something shitty with them and yeah. they realize that in the end, they, they all, all they have is each other. Right. What's the difference? I feel like here's my take. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the thing about Die Hard and Christmas movies is that like, well, I have two opinions and they're both like polar opposites, but I feel this strongly about both of them. So here's yeah. the first one. <laughs> the first yeah. one is that I feel like for Christmas movies to be considered like holy Christmas movies and like, holy jolly whatever. Um, Christmas movies is that like, <laughs> we all start singing holy night um, <laughs> um, basically like it's for something to be considered a Christmas movie like globally I guess or like in like pop culture is that like the plot of the movie and like the what's it called like the climax of the film and like the resolution mm. all need to be centered around Christmas yeah. So if like the the setting is like in Santa's you know castle, but then the rest of the movie is about a hostage situation and like people getting shot and then like someone like saving their wife, I don't know if that's like does Santa come back into the movie like at the end of Die Hard like is Christmas is it Christmas again? Are they like yes let's like cut the turkey like <laughs> does it end like that or is it just like people died and now I'm big strong boy and my wife is alive. <laughs> Like, what? Like, how does it end? I, I haven't seen Die Hard. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Fatal flaw um, in my argument is that I haven't seen the source material, but I know enough about it because I've written about it for work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> I, I will say that the ending of Die Hard, I think, bridges those two a little bit. Because John McClane is not a, a, like, an action hero in the sense that, like, I don't know, a Stallone flick would be would have an action hero, right? He's just not he's not like just some roided out dude who's like, oh, I did this. Yeah. Like at like he makes a connection with the people that he works with that, you know, like he makes a connection with the with the police officer. Yeah. Throughout that, right? Which I would consider found family, just personally. Yeah. Uh, and then his what and then he, if I remember correctly, by the end of Die Hard, like they he's able, he reconnects with his wife and they go home for for Christmas. If I remember that correctly. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So, so there, there is like a str strong Christmas vibes that come back at the end. And so I guess then my other, my other point to me, like, I don't really have a position on this because I don't like to me, Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, but that's because I don't watch it at Christmas. Like, I just like, that's not one of the movies that I rotate through in yeah. my mm -hmm. festive holiday watching. But I feel like to me, Christmas is such like, it's such a ch like changing holiday. Like so many people celebrate it differently mm -hmm. and it's not even like, you know, the way it was like supposed to be celebrated, like super, like obviously like religiously and with like different things, like everyone, like people that aren't religious celebrate Christmas. Right. And like yeah. people all over the place celebrate Christmas like me. And like, I feel like it's such a personal holiday that like whatever movie you watch with your family just mm -hmm. like happens to be a Christmas movie. Like, I feel like there are movies that aren't like Christmas movies, but have become like, festive movies because people watch them through the holidays like for my family like we always watch the harry potter movies mm 
Um, there is dark Christmas scenes in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. But they're not Christmas movies. Like, they're, they're fantasy movies. Like, they're not. So, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, Die Hard's thing is that to some people it's a Christmas movie and that's, like, okay. But to other people it's just, like, an action movie that takes place in December. And that's okay, mm-hmm. too. I don't know. I'm being Switzerland right now. I'm like neutral. No, that's but, super um, magnanimous of you. Yeah, no, that's no, that's true because yeah, as you touched on there, Christmas is a, a significant like cultural holiday, yeah. more so than like a religious holiday. Obviously, if you're someone who is religious, you know, you go to church, you know, you take communion, whatever, and that's what Christmas is about to you. That's fine, but yeah, Christmas has grown like beyond that strict definition of like it's like the feast day of the birth. Of, of jesus right it's like a- anyone of any background can celebrate christmas because yeah. at the end of the day it's more about getting together with your family and potentially having mm-hmm. to tolerate them <laughs> getting presents which is always my favorite part i'm like give me those presents <laughs> give me those shoes baby <laughs> <laughs> don't even lie to me pablo <laughs> oh, no, as a kid i never got shoes for for christmas now though <laughs> oh now though well now christmas is like any time almost <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm Santa Claus, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all good. I, I could take care of that. But yeah, no, like as a kid, like I'd get up like super early. It's like the only time as a kid you get up early is like on Christmas or like on Saturday to watch cartoons like that. Yeah, that was it. Like any other time, mm-hmm. like during the week, you don't get up early to go to school. You get up early because you're forced to go to school. Yeah, you get up early to watch Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think here you said something really important. Uh, to me at least and it's that like it's the traditions that you have in your family that make a Christmas movie for you right like and I think that I, I was reading one of the articles that Pablo said and that was one of the things that ended on it's that it's like if you watch a, a movie every year during the holidays that becomes a Christmas movie to you yeah. right mm-hmm. uh, like my family like me and my mother used to watch uh, when I was still living with my parents we used to watch The Sound of Music every year uh, mm, Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we do that too oh, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. yeah and it always for some reason plays on like cable around that time yeah. of the year too i think like i don't know how it became a christmas related cultural artifact i think it's just like good vibes the movie yeah even though christopher Plummer died recently rip. i was gonna say r.i.p christopher Plummer. yeah <laughs> touching on that that idea that christmas movies obviously are whatever you want them to be because at the end of the day it's whatever you choose to watch as like you know with your family or whoever uh, one of the things uh, in the articles that uh, that I had read there talked about because you had mentioned a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life uh, prior, and that's kind of think, thought of as like you know one of the quintessential Christmas films. But originally, it wasn't thought of that. Uh, it only started becoming like a Christmas film once it started uh, being played on television. Once, once um, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think like TV channels need to fill the time, and I think. It's a Wonderful Life fell into the public domain. I'm not 100% sure on its like copyright status, but it was something like that. And then so stations needed to fill time during like Christmas time and they started just playing it. And so that's kind of like what got at the association uh, as a Christmas film. Because when it was originally released, I think it came out like in the summer. It came like out in the summer, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've never actually watched the full thing. I've just seen like clips of, of, of the film. And apparently most of it doesn't really center around Christmas. It's more like the end where it comes closer to Christmas time. But yeah, it's one of those things where it just kind of like got airplay around Christmas. And then it kind of just kind of came into like the public consciousness as a Christmas film. And so with Die Hard, 
I've been hearing this like for a while because I, I like had like a roommate way back in the day who would say that Die Hard is a is a Christmas film. And in one of the articles that that I that I had sent and that I had read, it talked about this idea of like where the, where the um, the notion that Die Hard is a Christmas film came from. And the author posits that, oh, it was people trying to be like edgelords saying that. <laughs> Oh, uh, although he says it in the opposite sense of how I think of it. I think of people saying it and being like, oh, well, technically Die Hard is a Christmas film. And then he said it that people brought it up in the other sense to be like contrarian to what the idea of a Christmas film is to say that, yeah. oh, uh, you know, yeah. but I've I heard that, that before. Uh, like I said, I had, a, I had a roommate that would say that technically it's a Christmas film, but I never thought of it as a Christmas film. Like I watched it. And obviously there's familial like elements in there, like centered around the family, obviously the relationship between John McClane and his wife. But I'm like the authors who wrote the movie, obviously, like they, they set it around Christmas, like for a reason, like it wasn't random. I don't think unless they, they yeah. just, you know, crapped it out like that and didn't put two thoughts, you know, towards it. Or like they had like the manatees, like with the, the balls, <laughs> you know. Choose the ideas. That's a South Park reference there. If if you're lost, that's how they say that. Like a uh, Family Guy makes their jokes is that there's like a huge oh, tank of like manatees, and then they like take out like three balls and they put that together to construct like a joke on Family Guy. <laughs> but yeah, so unless they did something yeah. like that, it's like okay, they said it around Christmas. Obviously, I think it's part of uh to play with our expectations because mm -hmm. it's like an action film. And so mm -hmm. you can pull at those like uh, family threads or those family themes in the film by setting it during Christmas. And then the other thing is the the notion like from uh, in popular culture, like in general, like people writing about it and talking about it. When I was doing a, the little bit of research that I do uh, for these episodes, I um, the earliest I could find like articles talking about this idea was only within like the last five years. So it's not like when Die Hard was first released, people were saying, oh, this is like an action Christmas movie. Yeah. I don't really see that kind of literature. I don't really see that kind of thought process. I know there was like um, a DVD uh, release that came out that had like a Santa Claus hat. It was like a special edition, like Christmas edition of Die Hard. But I think that's from like people repeating this idea yeah. more and more recently and then here's here's what uh, bruce willis had to say uh Ooh. when he was asked uh, from bruce willis himself yeah if he if he <laughs> thought he was asked because obviously this this was gaining into the public consciousness he was asked if die hard is a christmas movie and bruce willis said no it's not a christmas movie it's a goddamn bruce willis movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh he has a santa claus complex that's awesome <laughs> Wow, I definitely Santa I, Claus complex. <laughs> I uh, I definitely agree with literally everything you just said. I well, I have two things. One is that I work for a media company slash YouTube channel, the yes. Pablo Notes, that makes top ten videos, top fifty, top one hundred, whatever. We rank shit, and we ranked the top twenty best Christmas movies of all time this Christmas, and we didn't include. I don't think we did. No, we didn't include Die Hard. Mm. And our our like audience is very like edge lords. Like we we want Die Hard on the list. We <laughs> love Die Hard, and like God bless their souls. But like you know, 
it's not a Christmas movie. And I looked at the list because the list was like looking at like what Pablo was saying, you know, movies that came out with the intention of being Christmas movies and movies that have like have been Christmas movies for their entire like, you know, length of being mm. out and like are very much like like wholesome and then like encompass all of the Christmas vibes. Yeah. And like Die Hard, I guess, is just like an out outlier in that. So we didn't include it and everyone was like, what the like, what are you like where? And I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think I should have just replied to every comment with like that Bruce Bruce being like a sound that Bruce, Bruce being like no because <laughs> um, that would have shut them up but um, but yeah so I kind of agree like if, if because of the fact that this has only been like in like the pop culture dialogue so recently because of people being like contrarians and just like yeah. trying to be devil's advocate for, for Christmas <laughs> it matters that much but uh, but yeah, like when it came out, it came out in July. Like it didn't come out in December. It, it came out of like July, like '88. So like, I don't think I don't know. But maybe Christmas movies come out early. Uh, sometimes early? they do. It depends on what the movie well, wait, wait, is we, and we if the studio think it's, it's gonna do well. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. Yeah, like uh, I mean, it's a Wonderful Life came out in the summer, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. 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 I think it's a matter of it, it's really. It, I'm I'm hearing you both, and yes. I'm getting what you're saying, and it's making me think of like what what really makes the construction of genre right as we've kind of talked about there's so many things that affect that right like um there's the the time when it was made the intention behind it but not only that it's like people talking about it and like its reception not only at release but then later like ideas about certain like pieces of media can change over time and Mm -hmm. as we've seen with like die hard as we've seen with uh it's a wonderful life right yeah things can be recontextualized for sure exactly and i mean i don't i like I really like the idea that Die Hard became a Christmas movie because of contrarian assholes. <laughs> but I don't think that that detracts value from Die Hard as a Christmas film. <laughs> I think that's still valid. <laughs> that's just part of the construction of taste, baby. <laughs> and like, there's so many things around Die Hard being a Christmas film that I have a cousin, my cousin, so we get together, my family gets together every year. And on my dad's side of the family, we all we usually go to my cousin's house. And every year now for the past three three or four years my cousin reads a book uh that's a diehard illustrated christmas that does the story of diehard in the same way as like oh you know that that what, christmas the night before um, christmas was the night before christmas yeah. it's the same kind of rhyme scheme oh, and okay. it's amazing it like it, it, i was skeptical i will admit i was skeptical at first yeah then he read it and i was like i feel the magic here okay no see i see what you're saying but see something like that like that book, I think I came across books like that. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but a few a few books that were like Die Hard as like a graphic novel, but like at Christmas, I saw that someone made a play called A Very Die Hard Christmas. Like all those things, <laughs> those are like, that's what I'm saying. Like this is a really recent idea. And I think yeah. like something like the internet, uh, and we have a topic coming down the line about the internet and how it's like ruining society it's 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 a really good thing but also it's very detrimental i think <laughs> and one of the ways it's very detrimental is that people get a hold of an idea on the internet and then it explodes and then it's everywhere so like mm. we have die hard because now we're talking about christmas films and, and and how die hard fits into that so now we have die hard as a christmas film but you, when you think the things like zombies like a few years ago everyone was like insane for zombies because it like blew up on the freaking internet and everyone was like obsessed and everyone was like, Oh yeah. Well, how are you going to survive the zombie apocalypse and all this bullshit about zombies? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I never gave a shit about zombies. 
And like when you had shows like The Walking Dead first like come out, right? It's just kind of yeah. like the zenith yeah. of like zombie culture, I guess you could call it. And then I remember like bacon, right? Like I like bacon. I just had bacon this morning for breakfast. But like I remember it, it died down. But like five years ago, it was huge on the internet. Everything bacon related like popped off like everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And it's just like I like bacon, but the internet blows it up the freaking mm. extremes and so we see Did it with bacon 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 <laughs> <laughs> was like epic meal yeah yeah i've seen those yeah but that stuff like blows up because of dumb shit on the internet now that's kind of like innocuous shit and then but then you have stuff uh you know like QAnon shit that has blown up recently are you comparing people <laughs> making die hard yes. on a christmas movie to yes. QAnon posts, dude? no that's more like the problem of the internet but i'm just saying though things like blow up so sometimes it's like stupid shit but sometimes it's like really serious shit yeah i'm not saying yeah, like, that if you if you think die hard is a christmas film <laughs> that you're <laughs> QAnon believer <laughs> wild i feel like we're some you know we're kind of like gatekeeping Christmas movies a little bit. Oh like, shit, like, we're oh, gatekeepers. No. Oh no, we've like, fallen here's, into here's that. The, here's the tea. Sit down and grab your popcorn. Here's here's the show. Um, I feel like I, I feel like yeah. I came into this conversation being like, it's not a Christmas movie. Santa, where is he? Where's yeah. the magic of Christmas? <laughs> I don't feel warm. But now I'm like, you know what? Shit. It's like it's it's. It's it's a bit annoying to like obviously like gatekeep all these Christmas movies and what like and like what constructs a Christmas movie, mm. but it's also just like who cares? Like if if everything is like 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 culture is like ever shifting, like why mm. are we like why are we not like you know progressing Christmas movies and like and, you know allowing these like weird action like <laughs> like you know crazy like kind of darker movies to like fit into the genre? Why not? Like everything else in the world is freaking shifting. I might as well shift my childhood and my and my magic of christmas why not <laughs> you know it, your magic of christmas can have a machine gun that's the only machine gun i want for christmas is machine gun kelly thank you machine gun <laughs> <laughs> no that's a fair point like i said obviously culture or not culture but uh things can be re- recontextualized mm. as as time moves on as different people take in a work like that that is definitely valid point for sure and like i said if it's something that you consider a christmas movie that's fine you can consider it a christmas movie i'm just saying i don't consider it a christmas movie because when i think of like other films like gremlins like i would be more inclined to think of gremlins as more christmas movie related than like die hard because cuz gremlins features christmas more prominently in the story than like die hard because for me die hard is more like a movie taking place and christmas or, or what was it christmas adjacent that's what i that's the term i can't remember oh. christmas adjacent it's like it's set it just happens to be set during the holiday and not really focused on the holiday that much because it's more about the heist and fighting off the villains in mm-hmm. Die Hard than it is about the actual Christmas itself. Whereas somewhere like you. okay, one second, one second. Yeah. Whereas like Gremlins, it's like it's it's more like Christmas horror film. I put it more there than like directly Christmas uh film. But we do have like uh what is it? Phoebe Cates' character in in Gremlins who like despises the holiday because her her dad died 
trying to dress up as Santa Claus and come down the chimney and got stuck. It's kind of like black comedy horror <laughs> gremlins, <laughs> although it was kind of marketed Jeez. marketed as like a kid's film, which it is not. It's more horror. But <laughs> that that factors more into the story than like I would say like for Die Hard. OK, go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. I mean, one of my questions was going to be how Gremlins relates to Christmas at all. Okay, well, it uh, takes place during kinda... Christmas. and uh, Oh, okay. And, and, but it factors and... more into the story, like I just said. One of our characters doesn't like the holiday because of what happened to mm. her dad and stuff. <laughs> okay. But go on. Okay. My second point was mm-hmm. going to... I was going to bring up... Okay, so according to this definition of uh, what we're thinking of Christmas films... Yes. Uh, like, Die Hard is more about the heist, right? Sure, and beating out the bad guys. I'd like to present... The case for what or the comparison of Die Hard and Home Alone. Oh, yes. You brought this up last time. Okay. <laughs> I brought I... this up at the end, of, like when we were talking about this before, talking about this exact episode last time. And I think there's no fucking difference between Home Alone and uh, Die Hard. And actually, I, I'll, I'll be right. I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate that. Yes. Not that I don't think there's, there's obviously a lot of differences within the films, but in terms of like the content and what the major themes of the film are, mm-hmm. they're kind of, they're kind of the same. <laughs> That's Kevin McAllister is just John McClane, but as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, that's, like a, that's like a huge theory. And like, and like the, the people that like, like Die Hard as a Christmas movie also would definitely be like, yes, you're right. Like, you're entirely right. Like, because I, I remember we made like a couple memes this, uh, at work. And it was like, people were saying that like, Die Hard is like the, the father of Home Alone. Like, Home Alone's like the younger child version mm. of the movie. And Die Hard's just like the adult version. Which, like, yeah, I kind of feel that. I also feel like, I feel like Christmas movies, there's maybe they're just, like, tiers of Christmas movies. Like, there's, like, the Christmas movies that you grow up watching and that are, like, kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. And those ones are always, like, magic Christmas, you know, romance in, like, a PG way. And then, like, cute cookie-making. And then there's, like, the, you know, I'm, I'm older now, but I still want to be a Christmas bitch because Christmas is dope. But yeah. I want to also be a bad bitch because I'm a bad bitch. And then that's when you get into, like, the diehard world. <laughs> and then when you get older, you're like, okay, I'm just going to watch the classics again because nostalgia or something. Yeah. Like, there's, like, different stages of Christmas viewing, maybe. I don't know. That's great. No, that could definitely factor Love into it. it. What I will say for Home Alone is <laughs> focus on the family during Christmas. So yeah. Kevin learns to appreciate his family because he, he says so at the end, no, 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 no. At the end, he says he, he's he's at his home. He, he comes down Christmas morning because all he wanted was his family back. And he, we hear him say, like, I don't even care about the presents. I just like want my family back. And then yeah. he's like praying for and then his mom comes in and then he's like so overjoyed. But he still believes in Santa. Right. Because when he goes to the, the mall mm-hmm. and he sees the mall, Santa. And he's like, I know you're not the real Santa. I know you work for him. All right. So there's still that like belief in Christmas. It's still kind of like the, what the story centers around. Like yeah. that's what I said about it's like appreciating family, uh, taking um, uh, what is it? Uh, not wanting um, material goods, you know, mm-hmm. that realization that, that that's more important the, are the personal relationships in your life beyond like any material good that you can acquire. Like I said, I, and I don't see that in Die Hard. And I think of like, uh, what's that one? Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Right? Arnold. Have you seen Jingle All the Way, Alex? I don't think I have. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad. Oh, yeah. The late, great seen, Phil not, Hartman is in it. Uh, it's basically like about the consumerism of 
Christmas, obviously. There's an action figure called Turbo Man. Right, that is right. uh, the hot toy, as you know, every every year we have the hot toy that every kid wants. And, you know, the rush of all the parents to go to the mall uh, to go get it. Now, yeah, yeah, now it's worse because people have bots and can just like buy out everything online if you wanted like a Turbo <laughs> Man. Man, we you just know. keep relating to other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a clip show? It's all it's all connected. Hey, it's very difficult to buy shoes. But that's the thing, even with bots, it's anything, anything that people think <laughs> that is hot. Although I did get some shoes this week, so I did not get beat by bots this week. So it's okay. But yeah, in in that movie, right? It's just like, okay, the rush for to get that thing, and then at the end, like you kind of realize it's like, oh, getting that toy is not like what's important right yeah. it's like family that's important mm. and then if you think of like christmas vacation right it's like about being together uh in the holidays and like obviously dealing with your quirky family like you had mentioned before kira uh because you know if you've seen christmas vacation and like every member of like the griswold family is like weird <laughs> character that yeah you gotta, like deal with yeah i feel yeah I feel like a bit, also a big thing, which like I keep like jumping back on my point. My like thesis statement is that I, I don't care enough, and I really think that everyone should just watch what they want to watch. Because Christmas is for being happy, and if you're not happy, then watch what makes you happy. Yeah. But I will say that there is, I feel like a a reason that like we didn't put it like on our like you know top twenty Christmas movies list, or maybe it's not included on a lot of like classic yeah. like compilation lists, is because mm-hmm. like I think the clear distinction is like do you think it's okay or or would you watch this movie at other points in the year without it being like ironically because you like miss christmas and you want to do christmas in july like would you like watch die hard on a random tuesday in september because you feel like it and it would be fine or would you like there's specific movies i only watch at christmas and i save them for christmas and like i don't like you know like i so maybe like that's what makes it different like home alone i only watch at christmas i'm not gonna like watch home alone in like April and be like, this is fine. This is okay. <laughs> so maybe that's the distinction. I don't know. And it comes down all, like you said, like to the experience that you have and the, the feelings that you get watching the film itself. Uh, at the end of the film, the resolution, mm-hmm. obviously like yeah, when you watch it, if you, if it's something you save, cause that's your Christmas experience. That's, that's a, that's a Christmas movie for you. But like Die Hard, like I said, you could watch it probably like any time of the year. And like I said, if you shifted its plot outside of the Christmas context, it would still work. Right. Mm-hmm. So when when we're talking about Christmas films, like I said, like Christmas has to be like integral to the story. Like like that's what mm-hmm. you got to focus in on. Like when you watch something like Elf, like you can't, mm-hmm. you know, really oh, transpose yeah. that story too much without the Christmas element or like the Santa Claus. Be, yeah, the whole point of that is that he's an elf. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas, elf. but he's a, he's a Christmas elf, not just any old elf, because you could yeah, have like elves from like, the Lord of the Rings. I really, I hate that I'm taking this point of view, yeah. but like, you can definitely take elf and like strip it of its Christmas elements, and it would still be a a similar a similar kind of movie with similar themes. I think, mm-hmm. like a, a kid who is estranged from his who grew who like was adopted by people up north who never saw the big city mm-hmm. tries to meet his dad in the big apple right 
things go awry. He meets Zoe Deschanel, who's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he does his thing. I, I think, like, I see what you're talking about. And I think Christmas definitely makes that movie mm. and makes it what makes it special and memorable, right? But I think that, that film, stripped of its Christmas elements, still, could still be a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'd be the same, though. It would not be the same. It'd be a different I'll movie. I'll give you that. That's Because, like, yeah. obviously, like, the theme is universal. Like, yeah, an unknown or finding, you know, your real, your real family or whatever that... You can set that anywhere, but mm-hmm. but for Christmas, yeah, it has to center around like the holiday, the tradition, Santa Claus, the Christmas uh, spirit. Like I said, cherishing your family or your your personal relationships over material goods, like it has like the, those elements have to be in play. Yeah, over the course of the film, otherwise, it's it could be a really good movie, but it's like not necessarily like a Christmas movie i just just have thought that if you took elf if you took the christmas out of elf it would kind of be a mashup of you've got mail and (laughs) big (laughs) (laughs) and i'm here for that oh my god big oh man yeah i feel like the the whole diehard thing is that like it's like it goes against the grain of like normal christmas movies and that's why people like advocate for it to be Mm. part of the christmas like cast of movies but i also feel like those same people that like argue so hard towards die hard being a christmas movie would be so pissed if it became like top five christmas movies they'd be like nah it's not like i said it was a christmas movie like it's not really though like it's like only i watch it cause, like it's like low-key dope. like it's like whatever like, i don't know i feel like they'd be pissed they'd be like no now it's a classic what have we done yeah, yeah, because I think you were just trying to be like an edge lord and be like edge. Oh yeah, I thought of Die. <laughs> no one else is as clever as I. And then everyone's like, "Yeah, we love Die Hard, best yeah. Christmas movie ever." They're like, "Ah, shit." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there goes my whole shtick. Now I have no personality again. Damn it. Next time uh, they're gonna be like, "Freaking Lord of the Rings is a is a Christmas movie. Look at all those elves." They came out. They came out during like Christmas time. I think yeah. they came out like uh, end of the year. Yeah. I remember. So yeah, let's say let's throw Lord of the Rings in there. Gandalf yeah, is just Santa in a different. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll agree with you there. I think, I, I, but I don't know. I feel like there's like um, it's gotten like sure. Maybe that's how it started. But like if if this can. A maybe now or B if this continues like this, mm-hmm. it could change in the public in in like the the in the public eye, right? And to actually be a Christmas film, and but like it's evolved past that, and people have been like, even those people, the people who originally were did it because they were contrarian assholes, would kind of just like it, it'd be t- it taken over by the fact that like mm-hmm. it's more universally spread as a Christmas film now, which I guess again goes to our thesis of like if you watch it, you watch it, it makes yeah. you happy. And if it makes everybody happy, if, if at some point in the future, Die Hard becomes a classic, classic Christmas film and everybody loves it universally, insane. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. Let's, let's see it happen. Be like an accomplishment of mankind, I think, if we uh, <laughs> yeah, can, cool. can take it there. We haven't, sol- we haven't solved world hunger, but Die Hard's a Christmas film now. Okay? <laughs> Priorities. That is my like thesis statement for life. Is like um, it, it just uh, nothing is that serious. Like like it's like there's so why are we why are we doing this? What is what is happening? Why are we yelling at each other? But also it's fun. I uh, it's fun. I like don't worry. I'm, I I love Anne Frank's bushes. I'm just in general the mm. internet being like you don't think it's all Christmas? I'm like bro, do you even <laughs> like Christmas? Like. Do- <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need like a Christmas cookie? Because you seem angry and hangry. 
but yeah, I think I agree with everything we're saying. I was thinking about this before, uh, and like I think that a lot of Chris and I, I'm I'm a big proponent of like things, uh, or like media reflecting like the the times that we're in, right, mm-hmm. and like the 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 ethos of it, whatever. And to, it's 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 interesting to think of how like sure contrarians made <laughs> Die Hard a Christmas film, but I think at the same point it's it's, it's something to think about like. Are all of our old Christmas films, like all of those 1960s, 1970s Rankin Basque uh, animations, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't hold up in our current time, right? Like mm-hmm. in terms of like the values that they have, like the nostalgia of those films yeah. doesn't really hit with us anymore, or is outweighed yeah. by how the values in those films are like kind of outdated, right? We're more cynical in today's day and age about this kind of mm-hmm. thing. So new things have to come in and like be the balm of our Christmas wounds. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I, except for the fact where you said Rankin and Bass doesn't hold up because, uh, no, I literally, I, 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 I didn't say that. I, I, <laughs> I know, I know, like, those are the hardest movies to watch in 2021 because Playmation is, like, just so difficult to watch without being completely, like, yeah. Like, just, it's just, like, really hard to watch. It's not smooth. It's not, like, a, a, mm-hmm. an easy, an easy viewing experience. But I freaking love those movies because, but it's like a whole nostalgia thing. Like that's the whole magic of Christmas in modern times is just like being like slapped in the face with nostalgia. And like, I love watching those movies because it, I watch them and I'm like, oh, I'm five years old and mm. I'm going to have hot chocolate and I'm going to sit with a blanket and like everything else in the world does not matter because this movie with this little reindeer who moves like every inch in a little claymation walk is so cute and I love it and it's great. But But you're right. Like the... The message of the movie is like a little dated. Like I'm not watching it being like I'm learning. I'm watching it being like I'm standing so still and making no progress. Like I'm in my I'm in my twenties now and I'm stagnant. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like taking a break from life and like entering into this like Rankin and Bass like universe. And then I'll go back to my daily life, having being unchanged, but maybe a little calmer, a little more happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say that I bought like the Ru- the old Rankin Bass Rudolph and Frosty on DVD on oh, a whim really? this Christmas oh, okay. uh, in a Unipri because I was like, oh, taken over by that nostalgia. I just slapped me in the face. Yeah. It's no, good. I, I would rather be slapped in the face with nostalgia than someone yelling at me about Die Hard. Die Hard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a good point to bring up there of like, I think part of the issue of like, uh, this push towards like films such as Die Hard and like other ones that you could probably throw in there that feature Christmas tangentially, uh, other than the whole contrarian idea, I think part of it is from the the lack of like new classics. I don't really know how to define this. It's because like yeah, we have like Rankin and Bass classic. You have like oh, It's a Wonderful Life, like a Christmas Story. A few of those like classic films mm-hmm. that play every year. And then when new Christmas movies come out, it's kind of hard. You're like, oh, this isn't, this yeah. isn't like, this is kind of crappy. Like, you know, what was it? There's like Fred Claus. Or was it? There's like Bad Santa. There's all like four Christmases right? or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you kind of compare like these newer films, you're just like, ah, eh, this just doesn't compare to like the classics. So it's like not as good unless maybe if it's something that's comedy, maybe you can get more away with it. Or if it's like I said, uh, like Christmas horror, like some kind of like subgenre of Christmas or something completely different. And so I think maybe in some ways people may be trying to find like a new 
thing that they can hold up and say, ah, oh, yes, this is like a good quality film. It holds up. It takes me back mm-hmm. to like how I felt, you know, when I was a bit younger oh kind of thing. Is and so I heard being a Christmas film, just 80s nostalgia. It could be. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Cause, like, yeah. The, I guess modern, if like if Die Hard is like the modern, right? Like it's like in the 80s, it's the more modern one. Then like things that came out after Die Hard are like Elf, which I think is a classic personally yeah. to, to our generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that like I I know it's like a contentious opinion, maybe, but I like the the Grinch, how the Grinch looked like with Jim Carrey. Like okay. I like Grinch. I think it's good. It came out in like 2001, maybe 2000, yeah. Yeah, and then. What else came out after that? Home Alone, I guess. Did one of them come out after that? Mm-hmm. The second one, maybe? I think Home Alone came out in the one, 90s. Yeah, the first one was like... The first one was before 9-11, because the... Twin the, Towers are... Yeah, it's like 91, 92. The, the first okay, two came so out. those are before. Those are still after Die Hard, though. Yeah. They're just before, like, the new millennium. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are all, like, classics. So it's like... I guess you're, you're... Are you thinking more, like, stuff that came out, like, post, like... 2015 like there, i don't know there's probably no classics there i just mean like maybe within like the last 20 years so like from like 2000 to like present day you Mm -hmm. do have like christmas and and even from like 1980s to like now you do have christmas movies that came out i don't just mean like hallmark uh you know tv tv christmas Mm -hmm. movies but you do have like christmas movies that have come out that probably have fallen by the wayside because they were not very popular i'm sure if we look back to find the ones we could we could find them there but yeah. i just mean like some of the more recent ones that have come out that i don't think they capture the imagination or the christmas spirit or joy or whatever you want to say compared to like those classic ones minus some of the standout ones that we think of now like elf and like home alone and like some of those newer ones that we're able yeah. to capture i think it's a very difficult thing to like create like a christmas movie that's gonna like be memorable and kind of like stand the test of time because yeah. it's a very, I think it's a very narrow field. I mean, not only that, that right? but it's an uphill battle, right? Against all the canonical Christmas stuff that yeah. we've got in our brains, right? Like there's a Christmas canon of films mm-hmm. and every new one is weighed against all of those, right? And it's hard to yeah. shake that off and be like, ah, oh, no, but this is, this isn't like this, right? Like the new, like Illuminations, uh, The Grinch, yeah. right? Like yeah. I watched that list this Christmas. Uh, and I, my roommates were like, my roommates were like, oh, let's watch this. And I was so opposed. I was like, oh my fucking god, there's no way I'm watching this. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This this sullies the yeah. reputation of the Grinch. And yeah. I watched it, and honestly, it's not bad. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's a, it's it was a Cumberbatch one. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch okay. is the Grinch. Yeah. Oh, He's really? actually oh. really there's there's some really good there's some good funny jokes that actually made me genuinely laugh. Uh, and like I thought it was heartwarming. Like they changed the the story a little bit because obviously a lot as Elimination does, you know to fill in the red time of their 20 minute source materials that they use but like it was it was honestly not bad and i was like okay i came out of it being like well you know had i not gone against my prejudices (laughs) and watched this film i might not have realized this right and been like okay this is actually something kind of valuable and this it's presenting grinch to a new generation which Mm -hmm. i kind of understand right like not everyone's going to be able to remember uh jim carrey one or like the the super old one that i don't even remember who made it yeah yeah yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I agree with you. I also agree with what you said before about like um us being like kind of more of like a cynical generation and like movies that like resonate with us are more like they have to be either like comedy or like dark comedy or like some kind of satire. And like I feel like the Christmas movies that came out that like 
have been kind of good or at least like funny and different are in that vein like I feel like I watched like now I watch like the night before and like office Christmas party and like these like Christmas comedies that are like you know maybe not great movies but like funny and like don't like try and like be something that might not work mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. like I feel like making those like older movies now like if, we, if someone tried to make like a wholesome movie of just like this like gr- this Grinch beast like you know went and stole presents and then gave them back because his heart grew three so like people would be like that I don't give that's bullshit <laughs> your heart and the anatomy of the fucking <laughs> it, it can't grow but like that's more of, like a kids movie and like that's why it's all like nostalgia because you watched those mm-hmm. when you were a kid and you were like this hits home and now you're like I don't care but it's cute so I'll watch it because it, it makes me feel like wholesome and warm but like I guess Die Hard is more like us older older something like 24 <laughs> us, us geezers um it's just like a movie that that we would just watch i guess more frequently now kind of make more sense yeah. yeah if anyone's looking for a really good uh like animation that's christmas related uh i watched klaus this year too what is that uh, and mm-hmm. oh it's an animated uh chris an animated christmas movie it's got J- jason B- uh schwartzman <laughs> it, uh, as like the lead character and it's kind of it's kind of like it's, it's it basically reinterprets the mythos of uh santa which oh. is it is it's really really cool cool you'd, i think you'd enjoy it pav okay yeah you would we put that on our list i think it was like top top 10 at least oh, it's, yeah. it's amazing yeah. it like the animation's super good and it's like so it made me cry twice is it like 3d <laughs> animated or it's like 2d uh, uh I don't know. just out of curiosity is it recent it's it's super recent it's on netflix yeah oh okay also, people out. really like the movie. When I say people, maybe I mean like kids, but I've heard adults be like, um, "Arthur Christmas is really good." Another animated one, like Arthur, um, like yeah. the Arthur. No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh! That'd be oh, awesome. oh wait, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, yeah, Arthur. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, with the guy with the sweater and the, the yeah, hair, yeah. The curly hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think I would I would watch. Um, like I'd be more inclined to watch like wholesome movies if they're animated versus like a live action one i i I think i'd be more like drawn into it and like actually believe it because i guess like anytime you watch animation you kind of feel like you're like a big kid watching like cartoons but they're like kind of smart and like self-aware and so it's fun but but yeah i don't know if if i've watched any like live action christmas movies lately that i've been like actually because when i watch live action christmas movies now it's like those shitty vanessa hudgens ones yeah <laughs> I, mean, I know they're like objectively bad but like i love them <laughs> i think they're great <laughs> i think that they are you know oscar oscar nominated movies in my head but but like they're shit so i don't know i think i like the the now it's like the whole the i guess like the animated ones are just they just like hit home a bit more yeah i totally get that i think it, like they capture the spirit of your the, the wholesomeness of Christmas flicks a lot better than like a live action one would, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. with animation you can kind of like play with reality and like our expectations more, or sorry, and be like more fantastical mm. in your presentation because you can get a you can get away with a lot more with animation because you know things can transform into other things. You get big and small, like things can stretch and and shrink. And we accept it because it's an animation, whereas like I think uh, live action stuff that's going to center around 
Christmas. And I think with what you were saying here before about uh, cynicism, also you too, Alex mentioned how we're like more cynical. I think live action, it's going to be about like problems that one has or trauma that one has. And, oh, my uncle or my aunt is like racist and bigoted and, you know, it's going to focus like on that kind of stuff and and not the wonderment or the warm, fuzzy feeling that you get unless it's like those shitty like Vanessa Hudgen Hallmark Christmas films, I think. Because like, yeah. what's that one that came out on Netflix? Like Happy, Happy Season, Happiest Season, whatever? Happiest Season, yeah. I think it was on Amazon Prime, Happiest Season. Yeah, one of I those. I did exactly what you said. Yeah, I didn't see it, but because uh, I, well, because I, I work at the same place you work at. Oh yeah. And so I did um I I was I was uh transcribing one of the videos and that movie was in it. So I saw a bunch of clips from it. And that's what it looked like. It was just like you yeah, know, a bunch it, of bickering, you know, all this like stressful family relations because in that one, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a woman who is gay or a lesbian and she brings her partner home for for Christmas to meet her family, but she's not out and she doesn't want to, you know. Yeah. She's yeah. not ready to come out, which is fine. But now, and then her Kristen Stewart raised her partner is like, I'm just like being ignored, you know, it plays yeah. into all those like dynamics. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's like a certain level of cynicism around the holidays. It's not that warm, you know, fuzzy feeling you were saying at the beginning that you that you want to come away with when watching a movie. about like the magic of Christmas, how it brings people together, you know, what what is it? Uh Oh, I forget the saying. And what's the saying that you say at Christmas? Like seeing is believing. <sighs> Deck the halls. Or, or seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing, or something like that. You say that. Uh no, it's something yeah. to do with like the spirit of the season or something. I don't know. I can't remember what it is. Oh, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the yeah, idea of like it. like Christmas <laughs> Christmas cheer and all that stuff, right? Like, I don't yeah. really think you're gonna find that in like. Unless it's like a kids movie or like I said, or like a Shirley mm-hmm. Hallmark movie. Yeah. A big like film has got, it's got everything's got to have like that dark, serious turn on it. Yeah. Whereas animation, I don't think, at least not yet, animation is going in that direction. And animation can be more light and positive and wholesome mm-hmm. and warm and fuzzy feeling kind of thing. Yeah. Like Happiest Season, I just watched it this, this season. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was great, like, or not, not like, you know, great, but I thought it was good. I liked it a lot. It was a great mm-hmm. cast, you know, yeah. um, you know, Dan Levy was in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza was in it. Like, it was a great cast. Um, but, but I watched it, you know, and I, and I liked it because of the story mm-hmm. versus like feeling, I didn't come out of it feeling like, oh, what a like wholesome Christmas movie. I was just like, wow, what a great, you know, little, little great story. I liked it. I think it was really cool. And I learned something, which is like. That's what makes I feel like that movie is in the same sort of like tier as as Die Hard. It's mm. kind of like you watch it and you like you like what you're watching because of like the action or the plot or the story or like the whatever whatever like message you're getting from it, and you're like mm. enthralled into the story not because of like the magic of Christmas, but because yeah. of like the actual plot. And but it can still be a Christmas movie because of like you know the the setting the ending, the people, the, I don't know, whatever other, like, plots, I guess there are, like, subplots. So it's still a Christmas movie, it's just a little bit more, like, for for an older generation that wants to watch things that aren't just, like, fluffy, which I love fluff. Mm. Sometimes you want a little, a little dark fluff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Okay, so I think that's a good note to to end it on, unless someone else has anything they want to bring up. Do any of you have anything you want to plug? Oh, you know I do. I know, Alex, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen to October Jones and Fish With Legs, uh, a podcast that uh, myself and Dexter, who's also normally Hello with me on this show, person, yeah. Hello podcast person Dexter uh, had had a hand in creating. Uh, it's super fun. It's about a teenage girl and a fish with legs doing adventures in a fantasy world. It's very funny and very heartfelt. And Pavlo, yes. if if the if time of this recording, marks I think out, by the time this episode's out, by the time this episode comes episode out, the episodes out. that have Pavlo in them, voice acting a terrible vampire, will be there. Yes. <laughs> He is the light of my life in that episode, in those episodes. <laughs> and I highly suggest you watch it and listen to it. You can find it anywhere where you would listen to podcasts. Uh, it's super cool. I did all the music for it. Please enjoy it. <laughs> Yay, that's so fun. I'm going to go watch it. Listen, watch. Listen, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely you. check it out. It's, uh, yeah, it's a funny, heartwarming tale. And it features me in a couple of the episodes. So definitely go check that out if you had a chance. Did you have anything, Kira, to plug? <laughs> Nah, nah. I, uh, I want to stay off the, off the, off the grid. Off the grid. Okay, so do not contact here in any don't way. Don't even contact here. <laughs> don't, even contact don't, even. don't even. Don't even think about me. But <laughs> you might see me. You might see me on on the, the social media stories of the company that I work for, which is <laughs> if you find but if it, you see her black, like make your brain black. Don't even acknowledge her. Okay? <laughs> yeah, but don't answer the story. Don't don't talk to me. Nah, it's <laughs> not cool. <laughs> All right, so that has been What Makes a Christmas Movie. So obviously a bunch of different opinions there. But at the end of the day, watch whatever it is that you like to watch during Christmas. Whatever whatever makes you happy, whatever brings you together with your close ones. You know, it's all good. It's all good. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the all-new, all-different Aim for the Bushes. I have been your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. So everyone, please continue to stay safe. Peace.